Or uh, by request, page 150. 150. He's the dearest friend I ever had. again. I want you to take your mind back to when you didn't know Him and when He redeemed you. Amen. When I was drifting out in sin Had no peace. I had no peace. Yeah. 
make them low where there were stones and now there's water you satisfy my thirsty soul there's strength in
Everybody that loves the Lord, say amen. amen. <clears throat> Thank the Lord. Find the book of Zechariah. I better be giving you a head start. <laughs> I need a ten-minute infomercial here while y'all find Zechariah. Hadn't the Lord been real good to us? Amen. Oh, I love that song. I think Billy Kelly's the first person I ever heard sing it. Lord, remind me. Remember, I'm human, and humans forget. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank the Lord. Young people, you outdid yourself. That was wonderful. Glory to God. We expect more tomorrow night. And encore, encore, encore. And uh, and our crowd's growing on us, preacher. They've either figured out we didn't have corona or they're bringing it to us. <laughs> Great. Brother Avery, good to see you again tonight and your family. Well, I loved how your family sang the other night. Brother Reese, good to see you back tonight. And I don't know who else is here. Some folks slipped in on us. And uh, thank the Lord. My, hadn't the Lord been good to us? Amen. Well, y'all found it yet? The odds are, just stop where you're at and start reading the Bible. It'll, it'll help you. It'll help you. Thank the Lord. Lord God, thank you for Calvary. Thank you for Jesus. Lord, thank you for the power of God, Lord, in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the meeting you've given us this week. Monday night, you just let us look at the Scriptures on how He loves us and how she loved Him. And then Tuesday night, oh God, we went down into, down into some dark places there right before Calvary dealing with Judas and Satan's bribes and attacks in our life. And then Lord, last night, oh, you came suddenly into your temple yeah. to love your people. That's right. <laughs> Lord, there are no words, God, for when you pour out that manifested presence. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you for the great, powerful love of God that flooded this place last night. Amen. Lord, now thank you. You brought so many folks in and old friends and precious people of God. You've brought us in here tonight, Lord, to sit in your presence. We're really not here to sit in each other's presence, Lord, but to sit in your presence. Lord, we ask you to breathe on us. Lord God, put blinders on my eyes, things that we shouldn't see. God, put... put, uh, Guards on my lips, things I shouldn't say. Put a burning in my heart. God, burn out all the lukewarmness that's in my old wicked soul. Any pride that's in there. Any self-related motives. 
Lord, me and Brother David talking last night about the great men of God that's been in our lives, the great men of God that's been in this building, the great moves of God that have been in this church in years gone by. Lord, and it put a stirring in me. Oh, God. Now, here we are at the end of the age, Lord, and we need help. We need help from another world. Thank you for Pastor Burke, how you brought him to this place for such a time as this. Thank you, Lord. God, breathe on us, and we'll love you for it in Jesus' name. And all the Lord's people said. If you're in Zechariah, the Lord will help us. I'm going to just jump in the deep end and splash around. I've got an outline. It may or may not help you follow me. <laughs> but oh, I've got the Word of God in front of me. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Well, now, Zechariah seems to be so much about the tribulation period. Maybe there's a brand new Christian here to understand that the next thing on the Lord's agenda we feel like we feel like, according to so many scriptures and so many signs that not even meant for us, we feel like the coming of the Lord is at hand. The Lord got the next thing on His agenda. What will end the church age is the rapture of the church. Aren't you glad we're getting out of here? Thank the Lord. He's going to call us out. Call us up, taken up, taken away, carried away, caught up. I'm giving you Bible terminology. And thank the Lord for it. I'm looking forward to that. Thank the Lord. He's going to just whisk His bride right out of here and turn back on this earth then for seven years to purify, prepare the Jewish nation and judge the Gentiles, the Gentile nations. We'll be over yonder going through the judgment seat of Christ and get our wedding garments ironed out and then head off to that wedding. There is a wedding on the second page of your Bible. The first Adam walked into his garden and God prepared him a bride. And thank God there's a wedding on the second to last page of your Bible. Amen. Thank God, the bride of Christ and our loving Lord Jesus. First time He manifested forth His glory on earth. The first miracle, John 2, where He began to manifest forth His glory. Use the word beginning. And manifest. And glory. Oh, it was at a wedding. Amen. Well, we're heading for a wedding. These seven years, Jeremiah 30 said it's the time of Jacob's sorrow right here on earth. And uh, let's just stop right there. See, I've done passed up three rabbits that ran by. Y'all need to appreciate me. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I, these mental disorders, I refuse to medicate. Life's so much more fun when you're not numb and drooling. <laughs> And, uh, oh, I done, pa- but I can't pass this one by. Thank the Lord we're leaving out of here in just a little bit. We ought to thank God right here in this nation.
Corona season, I think it's a heavy crown. I think he's mashing out of everybody what's in them. Need a little help right there. Talk to me. The last four or five months, he's been mashing out whatever's in world leaders is coming out of them. Whatever's in individuals. There's been, a, there's been a unique stress and a pressure that we've never felt before on every single one of us. Families. Whatever's in families is coming out. Whatever's in churches is coming out. And I, I told our friend back here, Brother Lee, Brother David introduced me to him two or three years ago. And last night the love of God was sloshing around here. There was hot honey all the way to the ceiling. We were drowning in hot honey. I hugged three people I wasn't even sure I liked. <laughs> I'm teasing. I like everybody. I just hugged, I hugged some people I didn't know. I squalled on them. I prayed, Lord God, may they not have corona. And if I got it, give it to them. We'll have it together. But, uh, oh my, I went back here and told Brother Lee. I said, oh, these Southern Baptist churches don't have this anymore. They had it. 18, uh, was it 1885 in Augusta, Georgia? The Southern Baptist Convention started. My number is maybe 1880. About 40, 50 years. That's the span of your average movement. Independent Baptists had it pretty good from the 40s to the 80s. Same thing happened to the Southern Baptists in the 40s. Happened to the Independent Baptists in the 80s. The preachers turned on the King James Bible. Yeah. You ain't going to turn on that book and God not turn on you. I need to get a little help right here. So, Brother Lee, you're not going to find this in your Southern Baptist churches. They've been worldly since the 60s, trying to be big. And you're not going to find this in most of your independent Baptist churches. Uh, They made some righteous choices and right choices in the 40s and 50s and 60s. And then they got proud of it and got mean about it. Right. And uh, and turn to a format, honey. Whether you got a real strict format or a real loose format, if all you got's a format, you got a form and no power. But the Lord visited His church last night. Oh my! We got a we got a president that loves Israel. Can I get a witness right there? I'm talking about the I'm talking about the seven years of tribulation. The man chose Israel over Islam. I need to get a little witness in here. These youngins need to know what's going on in the hour that we live. Jude, right before Revelation, and said that uh, Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Christ. No, not what it said. Some of you Bible readers tell me what it said. He disputed about the body of Moses. Moses. And the warfare in the air right before the second coming is not even over the church. It's over Israel. Me and you are standing on the edge of the tribulation pit. We're so close. Don't leave. You'll fall right into it. We have to snatch you out of it. You ain't supposed to be in there. Oh, and Zechariah shows us what will be happening in that. Something dawned on me the other day as I was studying. It actually didn't dawn on me. A preacher told me out of the book. And then it dawned on me that he's right. And uh, 
I've always numbered that thing, Brother Dent, kind of starting with Abraham. Genesis 11, he had the judge at the Tower of Babel. They're going to build a tower up to heaven to avoid another flood should God judge them that way. Even though he said he wouldn't judge them again with water, heathen didn't know that. Tried to build that tower and find them windows where the floodwaters came out. Trying to get to heaven without God. Building a society and a civilization that is a society that tried to remove God from their very mind. Well... Genesis 11, he had to judge the nations, he had to disperse them, had to put the different languages on them. I was in Japan in January, alright? You want to talk about Babel and babbling and, and everybody down there was babbling. They couldn't understand each other. We got 26 characters in our alphabet. Japanese have 10,000 characters in their first alphabet. I said, first alphabet? (laughs) 20,000 in their original. 30,000 characters. I said, Lord, how do you write a letter home to Mom? You'll need a whole book right there. Oh, my. Brother, he separated them with their languages. And he picked up out there with Abraham. And for 2,000 years from Abraham, Abraham took right 2,000 years, God dealt with the Jews. And then the last 2,000 years, he's dealt with the Gentiles. All these happened in an 11. Well, Brother Dent and you and Brother Burke, I missed the first 2,000. It's just kind of from Adam to Abraham. There were no Jews. He hadn't done his thing with Abraham yet. From Adam to Abraham, 2,000 years of working with Gentiles. So you got from Adam to Abraham, 2,000 years God dealt with the Gentiles. Till he had to judge them. And he turned. And then, that's in Genesis 11. Then he dealt with 2,000 years with the Jews. Then he pushed Paul's right there and turned back to the Gentiles. 2,000 years. That happened in Acts 11. Mmm. Mmm. Then that thing runs on over and you get around Revelation 11. You'll see some things. And Romans 11. Romans 11 talks about the day that God would turn back to the Jews. Genesis 11, Acts 11, Romans 11, 11. Anybody here that studied Bible numerology knows that 11 is the number of chaos and confusion. Anybody smelling any chaos and confusion in the air? Oh, my. Genesis 11 went from Gentile to Jew. Acts 11 went from Jew back to Gentile. Romans 11 prophesied the hour they were living in now back to the Jew. And then guess what? About to run. After those 6,000 years, we're right there. That next thousand is going to be the Jew and the saved Gentile. He's going to have us all in that millennial reign. God will wrap it all up into one right there. And at the end of that thousand year reign, 
will head out yonder into God's glorious eternity. I sure am glad I'm saved, aren't you? Now the Lord has got us, that's 2,000 Gentiles, 2,000 Jews, and then 2,000 of the last years, 2020 it is, God's been helping a bunch of old Gentiles get saved. Now He's going back to the Jews. So, push pause again right there. Let's thank God that we got a... I know who I'm voting for, and I told everybody at the Billy Carter table who I was voting for. Amen! The fellow that chose Israel over Islam. And he chose a Christian partner. Put his arm around a born-again man in the middle of a pagan iron and said, This man is going to be my vice president. Well, I've just got news for you. Me and you are living at the end of this hour. What I'd like to do tonight is peek over into the tribulation period. That's as close as we'll ever get to it. Can I get a witness right there? The Lord's going to call His bride out here in a little while. You best be saved and you best be sanctified. Mm. Mm. I'm glad I'm in an old-fashioned church tonight. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Oh, Lord. These contemporary boys, they couldn't upset them for a minute about canceling services. They already did. <laughs> they didn't need the corona. They had a contemporary. And they went ahead and canceled several years ago. They're down to a one-hour Sunday morning deal. Amen. Oh, my. Well, I'm glad I'm in a church that's still having church. Thank the Lord. Y'all pray the Lord help me. I want to take this now and look at this tonight. Zechariah. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I just want to look at the Word of God and rejoice. I don't, I don't ever know what my sermons are supposed to mean. <laughs> what's, the, what's the objective? What's the thesis? What's the thrust? What's the application? I have no idea. That's a Bible and I'm a preacher. Get right with God somewhere in the middle of it. Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my game plan. I did homiletics and hermeneutics, and to be honest, I was a little tired from the paper route that morning and from the security job the night before, and I was hunting a wife in there. I didn't pay attention. Can I? <laughs> Amen. So I got a Bible, and I got a call. How's that? Yes, sir. Amen. Thank the Lord. I'm glad I'm on the winning side. Let's peek over in there and see some things. And, and what might be interesting to you is that you can see all these things being set up. My daddy is an old-time country preacher. and he's, His comment on the last five months, he said, Son, the Lord setting up the nations for the tribulation period. And my daddy said, and he's got that old, simple, profound wisdom that only an old black preacher or an old mountain preacher would have. He said, Son, we're seeing signs not even meant for us to see. That's where we're at tonight. Well, I want to see if the Holy Ghost excites your heart about being on the Lord's side. Yeah, come on, There's several things. Zechariah 4. Hurry up and look at it because I'm already there. Zechariah 4. And look down in verse 14. I've alluded to these things a couple of times this week already. Zechariah 4. And verse 14. These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord. Of the whole earth. Oh my. There's your two witnesses. There's your two witnesses. 
Now come down to chapter 5 and verse 9. Well, lift it up my eyes and look and behold. I'm in chapter 5 verse 9. There uh, came out two women and the wind was in their wings. For they had wings like the wings of a stork. And they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heaven. Now who's in this ephah? Go back to verse 7. Uh, there lifted up a talent of lead. This is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ephah. And he said, this is wickedness. Now this is that harlot that you see all the way beginning back with Nimrod and, and his mother. And running right on down into the mother worship of Roman Catholicism and the Queen of Heaven that they worshipped in Jeremiah. And when you get in Revelation 17, mystery, Babylon, that harlot, that mother of all the abominations of the earth. This is wickedness. This, you got two witches flying around in the tribulation period and they're carrying this, this harlot woman between them in a large wheat basket. And uh, it said, this is wickedness. Look in verse 11. Verse 10. Where are they carrying her? Verse 11. And he said unto me, to build it an house in the land of Shinar. Now Shinar is that plain of Shinar where uh, everybody that had been left God. Cain was sent out from the presence of God. That's where he went to build a kingdom of cities. God made man put him in a garden. And then man left God and built him a city. Push pause one second. While all of our cities going crazy right now. Why they going crazy right now? Why they going crazy? Because our major sins come from our major cities. That's right. I, when I pastored in Florida, I had an old South Georgia deacon. And he raised two boys. Both of them called to preach. One of them still in the ministry. The other living a good life. And uh, he said, I... Wouldn't let my boys go to town. He said, I told my boys, y'all go play in the woods, but you're not going to town. There's things in the woods that may hurt your body, but there's things down there in town that'll hurt your soul. It's in our major cities where the abortion is pushed and promoted, and often you have to go to the city to kill your unborn babies. It's in our major cities where the homosexuals and where the transgenders march in the streets. Yeah. And it's in our major cities where the love of money is played out. And the sins and the society that uh, has turned their back on God. When the two the planes hit the two twin towers. I was only an hour and a half from D.C. I was in a camp meeting up in Maryland that morning. And uh, half the men were in the church. And I was at... Uh, uh, pastor's house with some men and I remember that tower being on fire and we were standing there looking at that when we saw the plane hit the second tower and somebody said I can't, why would God let 3,000 people die and found out two weeks later that one of the Broadway plays I hesitate we have children in here but one of the Broadway plays was Jesus and the twelve disciples. A word I don't want to use. A homosexual. I'm going to use the word party. You adults know. Jesus and the twelve disciples involved in the, And uh, 
an old man of God said, said, I can't believe he, somebody said, I can't believe that God let 3,000 people die. Old man of God said, I can't believe he didn't let them all die. Oh, and I got news for you. I got news for you tonight. Our major sins are coming from our major cities. Our major sins are coming from our major cities. And brother, they used to stay in town until the television, Hollywood, and then the movies, and, and now, and now the, the computers, and now the phones, and now the worst that hell has is being pumped right into the very hands and pockets of our children. Now, uh, I got him a phone. So when I'm on the road, me and him can stay in touch. And uh, when our girls come along, the same thing. But there's no Internet on there. I'll tell you what's on his phone. There ain't no Internet on there. You can't get on if you wanted to. I'll tell you what is on there. A mama. <laughs> Jennifer's on that thing twice a day. What are you and your dad talking about? I'm like, Scout's honor, Jennifer, really nothing. It's just talking about the truck. (laughs) Help me now. Oh, I got a phone, I got a computer. And uh, I got two people on my computer. One of them's my wife. And she's got an administrator thing on there that I do not have the password to. She can check on me, and I can't go in there and check on that. I can't go in there and fix that, where she can't see that. I need a little help in here. And uh, that's our arrangement. And that phone's got a Life360 app. Any second, any day. So you can zoom in on where I'm at and send me a hot text. What are you doing there? (laughs) I'm getting barbecue with a preacher. Okay. Help me now. And uh, I haven't, I may or may not have always or not told her about particular ice cream. <laughs> Baby, I'm getting a Diet Coke and something and ice cream here. But she don't hear that part because I don't say it loud enough. But oh, let me tell you men something. We better have some accountability. Some of you are raised under pastoral authority, but you don't exercise it. I don't believe in papal authority. I don't believe, no, I never wanted to be anybody's pope. And, and, but oh, people ought to love their pastor. Some of you figured out how to have church and not have a pastor. We need accountability. It's at the church. It's at the home. I got a pastor. I got a wife. That's accountability. Can I get a witness right here? Oh my, transparency. We've got to have that. Got to have that. Oh, our major sins are coming out of our major cities. Yeah. Where are they taking her? They're taking over her there to Shinar. How's the verse in? Something about her own base. I can't quote it. Huh? And setteth up there upon her own base. Okay, is your third W. You got two witnesses in chapter 4. You got two witches there in the middle of chapter 5. Now you got two worlds. If you go back to chapter 2, Jerusalem is mentioned over and over and over and over. He mentions Jerusalem. I, we don't have time to read the whole chapter. 
If you love the Bible, you'll study it later tonight or in the morning. And read Zechariah 1 and Zechariah 2. Whoo, I'm about to run. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. See chapter 2, verse 2, Where the goest thou to measure Jerusalem? Getting ready for that temple. And that city, verse 4, run. Speak to the young man saying, Jerusalem shall be. Amen. Verse 6, I know I spread you abroad. By the way, there's Santa Claus. Ho, ho! From the land of the north. There really is something to that. I know we're chuckling and I'm chuckling too. I send him a letter every year just in case that old Roman Catholic priest can send me something. (laughs) Saint Claus. But there's some interesting things. And you will see a lot of pagan customs. Now I have a tree and I give out presents. Can I get a witness right there? And uh, I tell the kids this is Calvary's tree. This ain't a pagan tree. Amen. But there are a lot of things the pagans going all the way back to Babylon where Nimrod and that land of Shinar, that Tower of Babel, Nimrod and his mama, there was something happened there. And so uh, I'm not going to go any further with that, but a lot of your religions have come from there. That mother of all abominations and that harlot of the earth. Well, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Verse 10, Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for lo, I come and I will... Oh, my, lo, I come and I will dwell in the midst of thee. Hey, oh, Jesus is coming again. You're going to sit there on the throne in Jerusalem. Well, verse 12, The Lord shall inherit that Judah his portion in the Holy Land and shall choose Jerusalem Again, can't I get a witness right yes, there? And so what I want you to do is in 2.12, circle Jerusalem. And in 5.11, circle Shinar. And if you don't mind marking up your Bibles, I mark mine all up. I drew a line between the two. And we got two witnesses on the Lord's side. We got two witches that are on the devil's side. And then we got two worlds. There's Jerusalem. There's Shinar. And one of them's where the devil built his base. And one of them where God built his base. Well, I'm on the winning side. I keep saying that. I may write a song about I'm on the winning side. That'd be a good title. There's actually a tune in my head. Wow, it's coming fast. I'm on the winning side. I think I just wrote a song, Sam. What do you think about that? Man, that happens to me all the time. Songs run through my... I write them down. And then other people have had the same idea years ago. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Oh, my, there's two worlds, Jerusalem and Shinar. Mm. You belong to one or the other. i got news for you. When I witness to people, when the Lord lets me hone in on somebody and actually witness, what I always try to tell them, Brother Reese, Brother... Jody, I, I tell them, when God's let me engage with some with an individual, I always point up. And I'll say, right on the other side of that blue sky is God in heaven. And I'll point down. And right below the crust mantle of the earth, down yonder, is hell. I said, if God could open up a circle, open up a hole, you could see the Lord in heaven. If he could open up the crust mantle right now, you'd see hell and hear the screams and the cr- right as we speak. 
It's literal. It's literal. And by the way, heaven's right there. Don't believe everything NASA tells you. Heaven's right on the other side of that blue veil. And hell's cooking right down there. And you're in the in-between right now. Hmm. If you're lost, you're living in hell and God's letting you experience some heaven. You're tasting of the goodness of the Lord. He sends the rain on the just and the unjust. He's good to the children of men. But if you're saved, uh, you're... How, how did I put it there? Oh, my. This is the closest thing to hell you'll ever know. There's two worlds. There's two worlds. Jerusalem, Shinar. In my trip to Japan, if I've already told you this, enjoy it again. I enjoy all my stories 20 times. But uh, something very interesting. Went to Mount Fuji. Went over there to get some Roman, some Raymond soup. Yes, Brother Dent, Raymond soup. I said, we eat that back in America. Styrofoam cups, add water to brittle stuff. And in a minute, I don't know why, it's addictive. Help me now. You know it ain't food. That can't even be food. I seen two green peas in there and a carrot or, or something fell off a carrot. <clears throat> oh, my. In Japan, it's 20 bucks, and you could swim in it. And they give you chopsticks. It's full of pork and chicken and vegetables that I didn't identify, but they were okay. They were okay. And, oh, dear time. Yes. I hugged three people I didn't even know and said, Howdy, y'all. I gave up on the Japanese accent. Well, Mount Fuji. We went over there. I didn't realize how pagan Japan was. I didn't realize how wicked they were. Now, they seem very civilized, one of the wealthiest nations. And everything's computerized. You stand on the sidewalk, it does things under your feet. Little voices talk to you no matter where you're at. Hey, when you go to the potty in Japan, there's 20 buttons. They're all heated. There's things. They'll talk to you. Your party will hug you if it, if you. It's amazing. Sorry to bring that up, but it's amazing. It's an amazing computerized country. Their technology, but cold and hard. Went to Mount Fuji. And the man stood there and he told me something stunning to me. It was engraven in stone. There were statues of Buddhas everywhere. They had names. The whole nation of Japan goes there to worship. They got a suicide forest. How many of you have heard about that? Raise your hand. There's about seven, eight hands. It's maybe 300 square miles. Mount Fuji is as big as one of our American counties. It's incredible. They go there. They clean out the bodies every two weeks, over 300 bodies every two weeks. And it's not because they're sick and dying. Suicide is a culture. I can't even begin to explain to you. I talked to the 46-year-old missionary lady. She was born there. Her mom and daddy were the missionaries. She'd been there 46 years. She married a good man from Michigan, a French-Canadian. I did hold that against him. And she said, 
Most of my ministry is counseling the young women to not kill themselves. Nobody tries to stop them either. It's a culture. That's because everything God ever judged, He sent to the east. Everything He ever blessed, He sent to the west. Stand there at Mount Fuji. And the man said it was engraved on the walls, but he told us. This Japanese place who ran the museum there. He said Mount Fuji was a small hill. He said, but about 2,000 years ago, the entire earth shook over here in the east. I'm going to run that by y'all again. Some of you don't need to do anything but watch news. Let's try that again. About 2,000 years ago, he said the earth shook over here. Oh, I need a little help right there. Seemed like I read in my Bible something about 2,000 years ago. Brother David, blow my mind what he told me. He said the earth shook and it rumbled. And he said the little hill exploded and became four times. It exploded with lava. It wouldn't quit. And it became four times the site. Now it's Mount Fuji. And he said, out of the fire came Buddhas and gods. I've got another word for you, and I'm not being funny. It's, it's gods, little g, and devils. And he said they walked amongst us. These are their statues. These are their names. Some of them were giants. Now, some of them never got past Daniel in the lion's den, but there's more things that happen in that Bible. Mm. Got to thinking about that. Wow, did that really happen? And immediately in my mind, I went back to 2,000 years ago. The earth did quake. Y'all talk to me tonight. What's one of the things that happened? Talk to me a little bit. Several things happened. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'd never embarrass anybody or pick on anybody. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And they walked around Jerusalem several days. I thought if the underworld got shook up and cracked up until saints were walking around Jerusalem. Hey, didn't we bury Uncle Bill last Saturday? Hey, Uncle Bill. Jesus cried with a loud voice. The earth did quake and the rocks rent and many bodies of the saints. I thought if saints could come up out of the grave, I wonder over yonder if devils could. They named them. They walked amongst us. They come there to worship them. You say, that's a little far-fetched. We'll make a little news announcement to you. There is a bigger world than you going to Walmart. Can I get a witness right there? That world's alive down there. And, and, and in the tribulation period, honey, that bottomless pit's going to open up. I hesitate to mention, I don't want the kids looking it up. But in CERN, Switzerland, trying to recreate the Big Bang and get that... 17 mile round hydro collider. Did I say it right, son? Hyd- huh? Yes, sir. Particle accelerator. Boy, I do like Samuel. We're keeping Samuel. If you get tired of him, Chloe's right over here. Samuel. 
You're, stay with it, son. Just stay in this church. Good things will work out. June's a long way. Marry him in November. Marry him at Thanksgiving. Let's get him on in here. Say, boy, I lost, I lost our song leader right there. It felt a little chill from the middle section. Uh, yeah, move it on, move it on. <laughs> that particle accelerator, they call, I think it's the hydrocolliding, there's a name for it. They're trying to collide them particles. Trying to recreate the Big Bang. Trying to prove evolution. Well, they keep smashing things together God didn't mean to. And the lost man, Stephen Hawking, in his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You remember the genius in the wheelchair? Physicist. Physicist. Is that a word? The physicist. Hmm. He ain't even saved. He said, you're opening up black holes. And he said, devils are... He said, demons are coming out of hell. Don't go look at the opening ceremony. They brought every pagan god from ancient Babylon there was and they danced and gyrated. Open up that thing. You say, Brother Dean, that sounds crazy. If you're saved, you'll not go through the tribulation. But you'll understand what's going to open up for us. Heaven's going to open up. You're going to realize, oh, there was a lot more going on than me cutting my grass. And if you're lost, hell's going to open up. You read the book of Revelation from chapter 6 to chapter 18 and you're going to find out what's going to come out from below. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't tell people. They'll think we're crazy. But I believed Him. It rang true. You know how truth has a ring. And then I couldn't believe that I believed it. (laughs) And I went that night, Lord, why did I believe that crazy man? said, things were coming up out of that fire. And the Holy Ghost said, in Jerusalem, saints come out. When Calvary woke up the underworld, the Son of God cried with a... It is finished and it shook the entire universe. And if saints can come out of the holy land, devils can come up out of the unholy land. Now, we'll find out when we get the millennial reign. Ask the Lord how all that worked. But I got news for you. There's a hell below and it's cooking. There's a heaven above and it's glowing. Heaven fixing to open up for everybody that's been born again that have bowed the knee to Christ, that have deliberately believed the gospel, and that have taken the Lord as their Savior. And hell's going to open up for the rest. I personally think that right now it's easing out, oozing out. What you're seeing in our cities, what you're feeling in your soul, what you're seeing across the land, we're on the verge of pure murder and mayhem. I I personally believe, I won't go into details, I don't want to be distracted, but I personally believe China has been euthanizing for about the last three years. I think they've killed a million or so of their older people. I can't believe that happened. 
Well, in America, we've killed 60 million of our babies. Somebody go ahead and give me a little answer for why the communist governors in our land took all the corona sick people and put them in nursing homes. You tell me why that happened. Yeah, we know. And then you try to deny, if we'll kill babies, we'll sure euthanize elders. That's right. They ain't going to get in trouble. Not with their own, not with the media, and not with this nation. We done got comfortable with killing babies, killing elders is the very next thing. And the old timers in here will tell you that killing Christians is on their agenda. You got that right, We've been so spoiled and so soft in this country for so long. I remind you, they're killing Christians all over this world. I get a little impatient and less than amused when we Baptists fuss over the things we fuss over. When yonder in other countries, they're cutting their heads off. they got thousands of them in prison. They're being tortured. And that's my pew. They knew that was my pew. Yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. He knew my great aunt had to have her left earlobe stretched, and he didn't even go see her. I don't know if that's actually a procedure or not, but somebody's probably had it done. <laughs> huh? The things we fuss about when the suffering right now across this world born again, you go to a Muslim country. You go to a communist country. Oh, wait about ten minutes. You'll be in a Muslim communist country. About ten minutes. Two worlds. Two witnesses. Two witches. Well, I want to look at those three things. I want to look at them. Good news for some of you. I've got this up here tonight. It's signs of peace and hope. <laughs> hope and change and peace and goodwill. Two witnesses, two witches, two worlds. I'd like to comment on them. But I'd like to show you some other little things in Zechariah. Y'all got your Bible? Close it just for a moment and keep your place. Lift it up a little bit. You ought to thank God you live in a country. You ought to thank God. It took several hundred years and several thousand martyrs to put this in your hand. You ought to thank God. You ought to just hug it and embrace it for a moment. And I hope that you got a saved soul in you that actually wants it in your heart, not just in your hand. Thank God we got it in our hand. The Word of God. Well, let's look at it just for a moment. Look at it just for a moment. I got you two witnesses and two witches and two worlds. Let's be chewing on that, thinking on that. There's some beautiful things in here. Here's two wardrobes. Got to show you some little things. Y'all want to enjoy it for a minute? Zechariah chapter 3. There's Joshua the high priest. Hurry up. Chapter 3, verse 1. Standing before the angel Lord. Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. So there's Joshua. He's a picture of the nation. Now, this is not the Joshua from the book of Joshua. This is a Joshua who's at the very end of the Old Testament. Well, Malachi gave you another 400 years. By the way, 
that 400, the last time they got a word from the Lord, Malachi, and they went 400 years, and then Jesus came. What do y'all got in your hand there? The 1611. 400 years ago, He gave the world the word. 400 years ago. Mm, leave me alone now. I got, I've been studying the men who had 400 men with them. Esau came with 400 men. David had 400 men that were in debt, distressed, and discontent with him. That one man, Gamaliel, said, now we all knew old Thaddeus. And he had 400 men with him, and he drew them away in the wilderness. You better watch out. That 400 is always a band of men getting together with their king. Leave me alone. I've just been looking at it. 400, 400. We're right on the edge. Now this is Joshua is the little high priest after the 70 years of captivity. There's Joshua. His name's Joshua. He's the high priest. And he's a picture of when Israel's standing before the Lord in her filthy sins. And in a moment, God's just going to strip all the wickedness off of her and put her righteousness on her. Mm. Mm. This is Brazilian steakhouse night. We're just cutting off chunks. Chew what you want, red card, green card. I won't be paying attention to no cards. I'm just going to cut meat, okay? Zechariah 13 and 14 where it's going to happen. A fountain will be opened. In that day, they'll see Him whom, whom they have pierced and whom they wounded. They'll see Him. And a nation will be born at once and in a day. Hey, y'all, at the end of the seven-year tribulation, Jesus is going to roll the heavens back like a scroll. And He's going to come. He's going to deal with the unholy trinity, the beast, the false prophet, the antichrist, as they're gathered against Jerusalem. You're going to get to see that. You'll be on a white horse if you're saved. You'll be somewhere behind the Lord. I personally believe families will be grouped together inside their church family. I believe church families are going through the judgment seat of Christ together. And I believe they'll get to live on the same block in the millennial reign. I believe their mansions will be next to each other. We've suffered together. We've served together. we stood together. we stayed together. And He's going to let us sit together. Amen. i got Genesis 49 and Revelation 2 and 3. i got patterns for that. And the living tribes around. i got Scripture patterns for that. All right. We, when the Lord rolls that scroll back, we'll be with Him. We will have been in heaven, coming fresh from the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. I've got a bucket list. i got plans. If the Lord lets me be ornery in heaven, I hope He does. I hope, I'm ornery now. He's the one that made me. I don't know if it's my sin nature or my... <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I've confessed it and it didn't go away. <laughs> so i got a plan. I want to throw a rock at the devil. I'm serious. Now the rapture is going to be quick. But the second advent of the Lord, seven years later, scroll's going to roll back. There's going to be time for a little battle to be set. Big battle. Big battle to be set up. The beast, the false prophet, the antichrist, going to have the nations against Jerusalem and they're all going to look up. And out of his mouth going to come that sword. And with the word of God, he'll smite the nations. i got a feeling it's going to take a couple minutes or something got a plan. I'm going to pick up a rock right when the scroll. Watch the timing. If y'all see a rock bounce off the backside of the scroll, I was a little, I, I pulled the trigger a little too quick. <laughs> Sam, I don't know how fast that scroll's going back. 
Some of y'all was raised under prophecy preachers. Y'all might can tell me. If it goes back, I'm going to have two of them, Brother Dent, in case that first one. Whoop! Pull the trigger a little quick. Get the scroll wasn't done. If it's a if it's a Southern Baptist Independent Mission slide thing, that was amazing. That's the only time I ever got to watch TV. There's a screen over the baptistry. This is cool. We thought television was missionary slides. Oh, we're against TV, but not tonight, baby. Bring it on. Where's the uh, great little <laughs> There it was. That scroll goes quick. I'm wanting to throw it. I'm telling you, I'm going to try to find him. I want to hit him with something. God hates him, and so do I. God hates everything he does, and so do I. And if you've been around the works of the devil when they get finished and what they leave, I'm throwing something at him. So I've thought this through, and I've got a problem. I don't think there's going to be loose rocks laying around in heaven. <laughs> so I have a plan. I'm looking around and I'm finding one of y'all church members that caused trouble the whole time we were down here. <laughs> I'm throwing you. Hallelujah. And I thought that through too. We'll have glorified bodies. Which means I will have glorified biceps. <laughs> you know who you are, you gossipers and troublemakers. If you feel somebody grab your ankle and all of a sudden you're Superman <laughs> when you're supposed to be the Lone Ranger, <laughs> ah, you shouldn't have acted up in church. You made us all sick, you know, mad at you the whole time we lived down here. We had to confess you the whole time. I'm grabbing one of you and throwing you at the devil. There ain't going to be no loose rocks. I'm chunking a. Well, I got several people in mind. <laughs> We're like, hold on, we're supposed to be raptured like Superman. There'll be one confused, old, cranky, carnal outfit. Whoa! All everybody else is on a horse, and I'm Superman. I hope he hits a devil in the eyeball out there. Get stuck for a minute. That'd be cool. I'm glad the Lord's coming back. I'm glad we're coming back. This is Joshua. He's a picture of when the Lord's going to take their sin and give them His righteousness. Let's keep reading that. Y'all doing all right? Yeah. You didn't know it was going to be sci-fi sermon night, did you? I'm, I'm going to sign my own Bible. I'm enjoying this. I'm, enjoy, I'm pretty sure a lot of that stuff may be true. All right. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. Verse 2. The Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuked thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this by the way, by the way, hey I need all the old I need all the old Gentile dogs that were sinners going to hell that got gloriously saved right before you fell off into hell. I need you to underline this next line and shout till Thanksgiving. Because it's a picture of what happened to you. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Amen. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. Answers begging him, Take away the filthy garment from me. I have caused that iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with chains of raiment. Can I stop and tell you that I, I ran to the Lord one day and He took all my sin and gave me all His righteousness. I tell you the best thing I ever did do. Took off the old coat and put on the new. My old coat was a 
tatters something. And tatters so bad, but my other coat made me glad. Sometimes I struggle with the words. I have a quality of voice, but the words, the words. I've been singing here many years. I don't get invited to sing in no groups ever. When you came to the Lord, He took off the old and He put on the new. Two wardrobes. Two wardrobes. Chapter 13, verse 6. Don't turn there, but put it in your notes. There's two wounds. I'm going to see His hand. Two wounds. What are those wounds in thine hand? That's chapter 13, verse 6. These are the wounds of where I was pierced in the house of my friends. Oh, two wounds. Two wounds. Let me show you something here. Two words. Y'all in Zechariah 4? Look in chapter 4. There's coming a crowning day. There's coming a crowning day. Verse 7. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain. As Zerubbabel was the governor. Joshua was the high priest. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, <coughs> crying. Here it comes. It's the only time in your Bible the word grace is coupled with itself. Headstone. Make a little announcement. I need you all to help me right here. There's going to be a crowning day. There's going to be a day that God's finished and we're all done. He's going to, put, he's going to cap it with the headstone. You know what we're going to cry that day? Grace! Grace! Thank God I made it by grace. Well, let me close now. The other night I showed you the two wickednesses. <coughs> Look in chapter 5, verse 3. Everyone that stilleth and everyone that sweareth. And there's your two wickednesses. Well, let me finish by running them three by you again. Y'all got another 10, 12 minutes for me? And two witnesses. Mm. Not gonna say much about them tonight. <clears throat> the Lord gave us something last night. Amen. If you wasn't here, yes, we couldn't even tell you about it. Yeah. That song, I love that old song for all the times I've seen you glory. Last night we put the pastor and the evangelist at the Lord's table. I've been doing that for four months in Corona. I've been meeting the pastor at the Lord's table. Until all the body can come together again. Last night we put the two witnesses of the church age. And the Lord. I tried to tell a few people this morning about the service last night. You know the only way I could describe it. I said the Lord came suddenly into His temple. He had had a dinner date with us like we supped together around the table. We had a dinner date with the Lord. He just didn't tell us. We showed up. And then he had a special thing last night. Pastor, Brother Burke, I believe the Lord did some things last night for this body. I saw things with my eyes. And I sensed some things that I couldn't see with my eyes. And God did something for Lighthouse Baptist flock yeah. last night. <laughs> we got them two witnesses. And here in a little bit, it's probably Moses and Elijah. One stood before Pharaoh. The other stood before Ahab. 
They had those rod. They had those judgment miracles. It's probably going to be Moses and Elijah. Brother Reese, one of them Bible studies we've had lately with some of those men that we studied together on that group with. Boy, I didn't realize, Brother Dent, how many times them two witnesses may have showed up. They were on the Mount of Transfiguration, wasn't they? Okay? Talking with the Lord. Mount of Transfiguration! And then there's two men at the tomb. The Gospel said two angels, and the Gospel said two men in white. Were they standing in that empty tomb? And then you flip the page to Acts 1. Jesus ascends up into heaven. Young people, you need to understand something. Everybody sitting here. The Lord Jesus was the Son of God. He was born in a virgin's womb. And He ascended up to heaven after His resurrection. That's what makes us different than all the religions of the world. Amen. That's right. He ascended up into heaven. He's coming back in like manner. Said two men that were standing by. And they're going to be in that tribulation period. They're going to be preaching. Do you know the Bible said they're going to be able to breathe fire on their enemies? Boy, I'm in the wrong dispensation. Man, I wanted to be in the old David's mighty men. That guy's a problem. Kill him! Hack him to pieces and God will give you a trophy. I love the Old Testament dispensation. Church age is very boring, a little difficult. Hug him. I don't want to hug him. I want to kill him. Why you got me in this dispensation? Hug him. He just smacked me. Give him the other cheek. Oh, I don't like this dispensation. I know how to fix America's problem. Old dispensation. What about that tribulation dispensation? Preachers are going to have fire coming out of their mouth. Whoa! Sir, don't you go to sleep. I said, don't you go to sleep on the... <laughs> the guys are roasting marshmallow. I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> Your congregation could be on fire. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's as good as I get right there. i got two brothers that are funny and my dad. You go talk to them. <laughs> But it was funny to me. <laughs> the congregation's on fire because you roasted them. <laughs> and in the middle of that thing, they're going to have their heads chopped off in three and a half days, the two witnesses. Their heads will lie there in the street of Jerusalem. And the enemies are going to send gifts to each other and presents. And they're going to make merry. Don't enjoy Christmas too much. <laughs> it's in the Bible, sir. Mmm. Them two witnesses. Yeah. Now you got your two witches. I ain't seen none of this, Brother Dent, but the last three months. We're so close to the tribulation period. God's letting me peek over into it through the lens of the Word of God. I've never seen them two witches. They got wings like a stork. They're carrying that great mother of all evil. They're toting her around. There's an angel flying through the heavens with a trumpet preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I believe the two witnesses are preaching that angel's blowing the trumpet for God. And them two witches, and they're flying her around. There's a flying roll in verse 1 of chapter 5. 
all this New Age and Far East and all this magic and all this Disney. We got a flying roll in verse 1 coming from the East. Y'all ain't helping me. How come nobody gets mad at the world when they pump all this witchcraft into your kids but let the preacher try to preach something for three minutes and everybody in the world get mad? Wish I had that tribulation fire torch. My congregation would be on fire. I know it was corny the first time, but I like it. Two witches. And two witches. That harlot. About ten days ago, I was preaching in South Carolina. A sweet little old lady came up. I've mentioned her to y'all Monday night. She come up crying. She was an evangelist's wife. Did you ever know Harold Leake? His widow came up to me. She said, you were 22 the last time I saw you. She said, we just buried a child, and you preached out of Solomon, and God helped me. She said, I could tell you every word. Well, that encouraged me. You know, I needed a little shot that day. That encouraged me. It encouraged me. And I was preaching on this. She come up after the service. She said, you know what that mother of all harlots of all abominations, that head harlot? She said, she know what she's got in that wheat basket? Her husband was a prophecy preacher. I said, no, ma'am, I do not. Wheat? <laughs> <laughs> she should have smacked me. I didn't mean to be a smart aleck. It just got weak. <laughs> I don't know. She said it's got the heads of those that are beheaded and their souls are under the altar. She said that's what Harold preached. And she's collecting all them heads and taking it back to put, them, put the skulls in her little tower at Shinar. Oh, yeah, it rained true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Got them two witches. That harlot. I'm going to talk to the church. You ladies can listen in. I'm going to talk to the church. That spirit of Jezebel is in Revelation 2 and 3. It carries all the way through. You can see the harlot hanging out with the bride. We have a lot of hybrids. In this hour, we have a lot of women that were raised in old-time religion but have taken on worldly ways. And you'll see old-time religion in them and old-time harlot in them. You'll see they're half bride of Christ and half harlot. They just hadn't made that choice to go that holy, modest route. And they hadn't made that choice to go that submissive to the husband. And not to be a doormat. Not, not to be kicked around. Sure. I listen to Jennifer. I love Jennifer. She's my friend. She's my confidant. She's, she's the love of my life. God looked at creation and said it was good. God looked at man and said it's not good. He made woman and he came back with a, now it's very good. <laughs> we're no good without her and then with her we're very good. Dr. Mike Bagwell said, When the Lord came the first time, woman was too low. She was treated like a goat, a dog, treated like an animal, treated like a slave, and said the Lord picked her up. See, this thing's always after the bride. 
She started out right where she's supposed to be. Adam's the head and God pulled her out of the heart and said, now he's complete. Help him. And Lord, he needs help. She was where she's supposed to be. When Jesus came the first time, woman was way too low, treated like a slave and like traded for three goats. But Brother Bagwell said when the Lord comes the second time, woman will be too high. And she'll be ruling the home and ruling the churches. She'll be the head. By the way, ten seconds. I shouldn't get into that. Y'all doing all right? You know what they're fixing to match up with the other one. And you know three minutes into it they're going to declare him unfit. And do you know what's going to be ruling over this nation? See me at the Waffle House if you don't know nothing of what I'm talking about just then. (laughs) You buy the chili, I'll do the preaching. (laughs) My friends, pay for me. Well, she's going to be too high. Found something very interesting about Laodicea, the Laodicean church. I just found this a month ago. It's named after Lady Laodice. She was a great-grandmother by that time. According to the Greeks, she, we're going out on another limb here, she slept with one of the gods, Apollos, gave birth to one of the gods, I think Saturn, Apollos, space-age program. You said, now hold on, what's, this, what's all the Greek mythology? Half beast, half human. Read Genesis 6. I need somebody to help me a little bit. They said she was a known adulteress and known demonic witch who interacted with the gods. The Laodicean church was named after an adulterous, wicked woman who interacted with devils. That's that harlot. She's riding around in that wheat basket in the tribulation period. She climbed up on that tower of Babel, Nimrod's mama, way back in Genesis 10 and 11. The two witches. Do you all understand the contemporary movement in the old time church married together is the harlot and the bride? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dr. B.B. Caldwell. Old Brown, they said his friends called him. He was friend with Joe Parsons, Percy Ray. Yeah. Dr. B.B. Caldwell. He said, the, I'm talking about two witches. I'm talking about the Laodicean church. Dr. Caldwell said, the reason homosexuality is the physical manifestation of sin in the last hour is because it is the spiritual sin inside the church. I had to rewind him for three days to get what he was saying until I heard it. Y'all answer me this, and I'm not going to embarrass anybody. Where is Jesus located in that seventh final Laodicean church right before Revelation 4.1 when a trumpet sounds and says, Come up hither. Where is Jesus located? He's not inside the latest. He's on the outside. And he's knocking on the door. And he wants to come into his church and sup with her. Okay? 
B.B. Caldwell said the reason he's on the outside is because the bride of Christ is in a perverse relationship on the inside. He said she's in a homosexual relationship on the inside. She's put Christ on the outside. And he said the bride of Christ has the harlot in the house. And the harlot and the bride are inside in that Lady Laodicea's church who adulterated with devils and gave birth. Everybody look at Isaiah 57, 3, please. Y'all doing all right? Can y'all handle Bible preaching? The church never should be entertainment. Not in the singing. Not in the services. Not in the sermons. Not in Sunday school. Not even in children's church. The church should never be entertainment. It ought to be church. I've never seen this. Brother Reese, Brother David, this morning in my devotions. Never seen it. Isaiah 57, verse 3. You want to look at it for yourself. I've been preaching on that harlot for four months. Does it say, you sons of the sorcerers? Mm-hmm. I, never, I missed it. All the, one of them things I've never seen. Wow. Yeah. Ye sons of the sorceress. Not a sorceress. The sorceress. And does it call her uh, an adulterer? The seed of the adulterer and the whore. And the Revelation talks about that great whore. It's that harlot, that mother of all abominations. The bride of Christ. I'm going to tell you all, I'm sorry. I've never seen that phrase. Ye sons of the sorceress. Last night we saw her daughters. No, the other night we saw her daughters. The horse leech hath two daughters crying, Give, give. We want to suck your blood. The horse leech hath two daughters. That's them two witches and she's the horse leech. Crying for the blood of humanity. This morning I met her sons. Never seen that. I'm chewing on that still. That's heavy. I'm going to tell you all what i seen. I feel like I've been up here a while, but I feel like that's all right. Yeah. You're right away, John. I'm going to tell you all what immediately, Brother Avery, what I saw was this demon-possessed generation running around killing each other trying to burn down, trying to remove all the ancient landmarks. The reason God had no problem coming back the first time and destroying the whole earth with a flood is they they went over to the other side and they belonged to Satan. We're getting there. Really, really, really getting there. And you better believe, I'm going to use language I don't often use, fornication, adultery, this sexual generation and social media has accelerated it times 10,000. It just... Blah, 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 blah. Yes, Me and you were kids. we giggle about something, a little dirty thing, and that was as far as we ever even knew how to get. Right. 10,000 times! These precious young ladies and my daughters sitting here, don't you ever hold that phone up and kiss the world? Come on. Do your Come little on. duck bills? Come on. 
raise that thing up and you're wearing clothes already that everybody can see your body and raise that up where they can see what only your husband. Don't enter into that sexual perverse that led to sin. Number one, some of you need to thank God you had a mama and a grandma that showed you how to cover your body modestly. Church ought not look like a stripper convention. It ought not look like a country music convention. That thing ought to be holy. Yeah, sure. Hey. Man, y'all study that out. I had a a Bible teacher, and I forget who he was. I was digging the other morning. He said, Laodicea was named after Lady Laodice three generations previous. Slept with the gods, with Apollos, the god of the outer space. You say, Brother Dean, you keep talking about gods and devils tonight. Yep, 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 yep. They're on page two of your Bible. Uh-huh. Satan said, you'll be his gods. Mm-hmm. Psalm 82. God's going to judge the gods. He said, you'll die like men. Got news for y'all. I think them witches are cranking their brooms up. Mm-hmm. Them two witnesses are Filling up their fire torch propane tank. I want to be a fire torch preacher. I have to love y'all and be nice to you. Oh, it's a boring dispensation. Not really. It's a wonderful dispensation. Them two witches. Our churches are hybrids. The spiritual homosexuality. The harlot church, the devil's harlot church has been allowed to come in and sleep with the bride. And I'm telling y'all, it's the saddest thing. I can walk in a church now. I pastored eight years and done this 21 years and was raised in it before that. I can walk in a church and I don't even like to. I don't want to. Sometimes I try not to. But I can smell her. I can sense her. Sometimes she shakes your hand at the door. Sometimes she's in your face. Had a little old gal with a mini skirt. Meet me at the door. And her mama hadn't showed her how to carry her body. She met me at the door. You you, you, I didn't see you in the Bible, not with the holy women. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Where's your husband? You're throwing your body at me with your nakedness, and I'm the man of God. What are you doing when you leave the property? Found out later she was my second cousin. <laughs> it was in Chattanooga. I did not recognize her. <laughs> Like, yeah, that side of the family. <laughs> okay. I know that. And you know, in three months, they tried her and her daddy. I sat over in the front pew and she led the stinking music with her nakedness. She grabbed a microphone, sashayed all over the place. Gave the announcement for the youth group. And this is a church of 200. We're not talking about 25 people. Three months after I was there, they took four months to try to kill that preacher and run him off. He stayed. He stood. 
But her daddy was my daddy's first cousin. He'd done that to 20 churches. Say so you shouldn't be talk. I don't talk with him about it. I can talk to y'all about it. His wife and that daughter. Yeah, met me at the door. Sometimes you can run right into the harlot. And other times you can see the harlot coming in trying to seduce that church. The music. The influential members. I've never seen young people ask for a church to go contemporary. Never. Come on. I've never seen young people say, if we just had rock type music, we'd like it. Never. It's always a mean deacon's 30-year-old daughter. It's always a youth pastor that ain't been born again and he's texting the girls at midnight. Talk to me now. Brother Dent, I went to a church up there in North Georgia. Brother Sammy held meetings there so many years. You've probably heard Brother Sammy mention this. Cool Spring Quartet. Over in Chatsworth. The power of God. They sang all over the country for 20 years. Here I get to go to their church. I can't wait to see them. And the Cool Springs Quartet was old-fashioned Holy Ghost covered, covered in more than clothes. They're covered in the glory of God. And they got them a new youth pastor two months into it. Wore his shorts and his flip-flops and his long hair, pulled his sunglasses up, and in Sunday morning service, Got on the piano. Come on, kids. Shout to the Lord. I don't even know contemporary songs. Enough to make you throw up. Enough to make you throw That harlot. The old timers said the Roman Catholic Church was the harlot. 1700s, 1800s, 1600s. 1900 to the 1960s, our heroes said the charismatic movement was the harlot. Me and you are living in our, the contemporaries. The harlot. Yes. I got news for you. They were all right. She puts on a different outfit and keeps coming. That's right. Yeah. The harlot. These two witches. But I implored y'all Monday night. Some of y'all's raised in the old time way, but you're taking on the new time way. Yeah. You want to have an old time heart and a new time everything else. You're half harlot and half bride. You can't put a foot in Jerusalem and a foot in Shinar. Right. Come on. You can't stand down there and breathe the fire of God and ride around up yonder with them witches. Mm-hmm. I need a little help in here. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing these things. We're headed for the tribulation. The church will be called out, but the lost will go right through it. And them witches are stirring. Oh, them witches are stirring. They're stirring. I feel sorry for a lot of God's people. There ain't a real preacher within 120 miles. <laughs> and that's the truth. I'm not being ugly or smart. There ain't a real man of God in 120 miles. And they settle. A lot of them quit church. 
My neighbor's on the hill. I can see their house from my house. They went to Tennessee Temple University. He's from Connecticut. She's from Alabama. They went to Tennessee Temple in the 80s. They don't go to church. I can see their house from my house. They're the nicest people in our neighborhood. They're the kindest people. They said, church is led to sin. We can't stomach it. They sit home every Sunday morning religiously and watch Charles Lawson. I've talked with them a little bit. Hadn't had any liberty to go far. I said, uh, you got to go to church. you got to go to church. Well, we don't have a church. Why? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself why God has not given you a church. Mm-hmm. You don't have a church? You need to ask yourself why God has not given you a church. And then flip it. Y'all need to ask yourself, why not? Why hadn't you give God a church? Amen. Chattanooga's eat up with it. Oh, yeah. And now Corona, they're going to stay home. 50% of them are never going back to an assembly. You're right. I know the virus is real. It affects some elderly, some sick people. But guess what? Driving your car here tonight was real. The odds of you dying in a car wreck greater far. Sure. Yes. Drinking that Coke and eating that barbecue. Your heart will get you before that Corona will. I'm just going to take the odds right there. I'm going to make it Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Then you'll only die of cancer. Y'all been very patient. You've been very patient. There's two worlds. And you better believe they're both fixing to get very real. Sure. You're going to be living fantasy la-la land no more. America's lived in a dream for 50 years. And now every other person is on dope of some sort. And you're really living in a dream. The whole world and America has been in a fog Living in a dream. Jude talked about them. These that dream in the day. Chemical addiction is the worst thing that ever come. I've had I've had four personal pastor friends. One of them was my best friend, largest church over in that side of Georgia. Had to have a neck surgery. Got immediately addicted to the one of them oxycontin or oxycodone is worse. Barry Spears told me one of them is 95% mm-hmm. the worst drug you could have. People not asking to, they're not trying to be dope addicts. Most of them, most of them are not. Right. They've been a, put on this stuff. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. Both worlds are fixing to get real. Yeah. You're gonna come out of your fog. Right. I'll close with this. If you're saved, heaven's fixing to open up. Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. And if you're lost, hell's fixing to open up. You're going to see things in that seven years. By the way, it'll be too late for you to get saved. You've rejected the 
the gospel. You've rejected the Son of God. All the pastors in my generation want to be buddies and friends and can't let them tell the truth for three minutes trying to be buddies with the congregation. I love you more than a friend. I love you enough to speak the truth by the grace of God. And they 10,000 things wrong with me. I'll have to go lay down and ask God to help me now. But i got news for you. There's two witnesses. There's two witches. There's two worlds. I'd say somebody, God shut down the American thing long enough for everybody to stop and take inventory. Come to the piano, Brother David, softly play. Our heads are bowed. God has shut down the American routine long enough for everybody to take inventory. There are two witnesses. There are two witnesses stood here at the Lord's table last night. God met with us. There are two witches and they got a bunch of minions already circling this earth. Circling this earth. Doctrines of devils and seducing spirits. Brother Dent, Brother Burke, if heaven's fixing to open and hell's fixing to open, I believe I'd do business with God tonight and make sure my heart was where it was supposed to be. Yes. If heaven's fixing to open up and hell's fixing to open up, I'd do business with God. So I don't know if I'm saved or not. Come to an altar and call on Him. He, he promised in His own blood that He'd save anybody that called on Him. Coming with faith and repentance. Child of God, get that unconfessed sin that disobedience, that selfishness, that carnality, I'd get it confessed. Heaven's fixed open. Hell's fixed open. Lord gave us a hug last night. He's given us a warning tonight. Both are necessary. If He don't give us His love, we won't last ten minutes. But if we don't live in His law, we won't last ten minutes. I want everybody to stand. Would y'all like to let's come pray? Let's pray for each other. Let's pray for sinners. Let's pray for strength in these last days. You don't have to be a member here to come pray. Come pray with us. fixing to open up. Hell's fixing to open up. Come pray. He called it the house of prayer.
your heart doth the spirit control you can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and Brother David, sanctifying moments. We're fixing to go meet the Lord in judgment. I'd rather turn myself in early and get myself all judged. And when I get there, just say, Hello, Lord. Me and you done talked about that yesterday. <laughs> That'll be good, won't it? Me and you done talked about what was wrong with me yesterday. Hello, Lord. Maybe he'll say, thank you for never quitting. You wasn't perfect, but you never quit. Well done, faithful. Fixing to be a judgment of the Gentile nations. A little bit of this tonight might be a judgment of the church. Let I go to a church where we can be judged. So in a minute, when we get to the judgment seat, we just line up. Hello, Lord. We've been wanting to see you. We love you. He'll say, hello, little flock. We've already done our judgment, hadn't we? Well, that'd be good. Just a time of embracing and rewards and crowns. Already got the wrinkles ironed out. When we come out of that judgment yonder for saints and judgment here for sinners, we're going out of that millennial reign. What a day that'll be. What a day that'll be. We might all sing some of that. I'm going to give another round of altar calls. Don't be scared of coming and getting your salvation. Don't be scared of coming and getting your sanctification, child of God. You women ought to lay all over the floor at your house and at the house of God and say, Lord, I want to be Sarah. I want to be Hannah. I want to be Rahab, the one that got saved. I don't want to be be riding around with them witches. You men ought to lay all over the floor at your house and all over the floor at your house of God. 
and say, Oh, Lord, want to be a godly man. Want to be a man of God. Want to be one of them ancient men that God puts the mark on their head. He says, Those are mine. Let Him judge us now. Judge ourselves now. We're leaving out of here in a little bit. What a day that'll be. What a day that'll be. Let's give another round of an altar call. If you're in a hurry, you're not in a hurry to go, you came. People that are in a hurry to go never come. People that come want God. One more round. Wouldn't hurt if 30 of us came and prayed. Don't be embarrassed. It's the house of prayer. It's the house of prayer. Let's sing, what a day that'll be, Brother David. Y'all know it, help him sing.